Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we are back. Happy New Year to everyone. We're going to get started. We're going to talk about the NCAA College Football Championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. We're also going to talk about the NFL, some of the, the, the firings of head coaches and general managers, coordinators, offensive coordinators. We're also going to talk about the NFL playoffs now, which is all set for this weekend. We're also going to talk about the NBA and the big um, news of the day, which is James Harden going to the Brooklyn Knicks. Uh, so you know you don't want to miss this. My co-host, thanks for you. Join me on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 2021 version now of Guys Talking Sports. We appreciate all the love, all the support out there. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to cover. I know we took sort of a winter break, but we are back. And we are, like Mike Greeny would say, we're better than ever. So without any further ado, welcome to Guys Talking Sports. Again, appreciate all the love. And I got my co-host with me, um, nice and smooth. So what's going on, fellas? Happy New Year. How's everything going with you guys? Going good. Going good. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, let's hope that 2021 is off. Well, I can't say it's off to a better start, but let's just hope that 2021 is a lot better than 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah, very well rested. Had a nice uh, you know, holidays. Didn't do much. Didn't really go to, to um, too many places, but, you know, kept it pretty much local. But, you know, got some good rest, you know, had some good laughs, had some good cheer, had some good sleep. Back to the motherfucking grind. So let's get it going. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. That's what a way to get started on that. Um, we appreciate, I mean, we, I mean, we appreciate all the love and support out there. Um, but before we get started, I would like to say this special shout out to my man Jay from top podcast, topblackpodcast.org. Really appreciate the love and support out there and for your support and helping us. Um, we appreciate it. Um, we stay committed to not just for all podcasters, but especially to the Black and Urban podcast. So we appreciate to all the media out there that's willing to help us. And we're ready to get started. This is a new year. We got lots to talk about. So let's get right into it. So let's talk about what just happened uh, with the NCAA College Football Championship. Of course, Alabama is now your new college football champions, um, beating out Ohio State uh, for this inner championship game. But let's, <laughs> I already know where this is going, but let's talk about just the whole college football championship series in general um, before all that um, with everything that went on you know are you glad number one that this is over with <laughs> and are you satisfied with the result of Alabama actually winning the actual national championship <laughs> I guess I'll go first <clears throat> please congratulations okay. to the University of Alabama uh, well deserved championship you know uh, Ohio State put up a, a tough fight, I guess. <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is this Alabama is just Alabama. You know, they they don't they don't uh 
they don't retool, they just reload. You know, they just they just have talent stacked upon talent, stacked upon talent. And truly, I think the reasons when they don't win is just because they might have just had a bad game that day. Or another team just might be just a hair bit better than them. But you know, I I, I guess the, the best team won that uh last week, last Monday. Um and gosh, I don't even know what else to say. I, I could say I'm sick and tired of Alabama women winning, but I, but then it comes down to the top talent always wanted to go to Alabama. So until I guess Clemson was trying to do their their very best to sit there and say we can stop some of that top talent from going to Alabama, but I don't know. You know, it's just they just tend to seem to have the, the cream of the crop. And there was an interesting stat that I saw yesterday, and it's, it's really starting to come around today, where every player, ever since uh, Nick Saban became coach of Alabama, every player who's come to Alabama and did not transfer has won a national championship since he started coaching at Alabama. So you're trying to tell me if I'm an 18-year-old kid and I'm thinking of going somewhere, in my four years, four or five years, I have a shot to win a national championship? I guess that sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to go to Alabama if they recruit me. So, you know, I can't hate but so much. Hey. I mean, all it really does, I'm sorry, all that really does is just boost your stock up. <laughs> Man, look, I just want to seat at the table. The hell with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of the same four seats being occupied by the same four damn teams all the time. <laughs> that, that shit pisses me off. But congrats, Alabama, you know. Just hope there wasn't no super spreader type of thing going on when they were crowding and dancing and, you know, jumping in the streets. But guys down in Tuscaloosa, let them worry about that. It ain't here. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yes, you got to give props to um, that, you know, the Alabama Crimson Tide for um, winning under Nick Saban their seventh, you know, BCS championship game. Ohio State did put up a valiant effort for about a quarter and a half. And then the wheels came off. <laughs> And actually, in the first half, I was looking like, whoa, I'm like, maybe Ohio State going to give them some burn. And then their running back got hurt. And then the wheels came off. <laughs> and it happened almost like in that respect. So, um, and then Alabama does what they normally do. They just, you know, they ran them out the building. I mean, last couple of years, they've been pretty much known for their defense and their running backs when actuality the last year or two they've been known for their receivers i mean you're going to have two receivers um with um um smith and waddle that are probably more likely going to go in the first round you got Najee harris probably going to go in the first round if mac jones go in the first round that'd be a travesty because i don't think he's that good he's just a product of that damn offense um he's not that good most of the backs are that good no He'll trick somebody into thinking he's that good, <laughs> but he's not that good. Um, and um, so um, what can you say? I mean, Alabama's there. I mean, if, as you always say, if you don't hate them, then beat them. And, right. you know, unfortunately, over the last couple of years, the Olentina has been able to kind of consistently beat them when it got to the, you know, around this playoffs has been Clemson. Unfortunately, this was an off year for Clemson. Their defense took a lot of hits last year. So they weren't defensively that nearly as good as they have been in the past. However, I'm tired of seeing the same four damn four teams in the championships. I wish they would expand it to eight. 
but they don't because they don't want to mess up what they got. There's too much money being generated with those four teams. And they're afraid if they bring in eight, or even if they bring in six, they're afraid of that big 12 team that might have a good game and beat them. They're afraid. <laughs> they're, they're afraid of another big 10 team sneaking in and beat them. They're afraid of ACC and a lower ACC team sneaking in and beating Alabama because they want to see Alabama because they bring in all the ratings. However, I think Alabama's starting to turn into the team that you want to see lose. And everybody wants to see them lose. Just like how the Chicago Bulls with their six championships, you want to see them lose. Or with LeBron James, you know, you want to see him lose. Everybody turns in to see, you know, the big, bad, you know, Crimson Tide lose. And he don't. And I don't think anybody really thought Ohio State had a fucking chance in hell. But, you know. They thought they did. <laughs> I don't know why, but they thought they did. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And, and to be perfectly honest, I don't think any of the other teams in there had a really shot at beating them. Maybe Clemson had the closest shot, but, you know, they got beat by <laughs> fucking Ohio State. So what can you say? What can you say? I mean, it's either Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, it's boring. I do know that I'm tired of them giving giving undue credit to Notre Dame for the name only for getting in there. So, um, well, but hold on there now. Hold on. Notre Dame is not that good. They ask. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We all agree on that. I think we all agree. But you can't, you can't debate they didn't they didn't run the table. You can't and, until they got to the ACC championship. And you no. can't you can't debate that. I'm going to debate that. They got lucky with Clemson. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And because they beat Clemson that one time, it kept them in there. And then when they saw them in the AC championship game, Clemson beat them. So in essence, Clemson messed up a rotation for another Big 12 team. No. I, well, okay. Yes. In essence. Because they shouldn't have beat Clemson. The first, they barely beat them. Had to go, what, double overtime to beat them? Right. But yep. if... If Clemson had beat Notre Dame the first time, Texas A&M probably would have been. So it would have been two SEC schools regardless. And to be honest, I believe Texas A&M, I, would, I, I, would, I thought Texas A&M, in my opinion, would have given a better uh, run than at least Notre Dame. Yeah, I think, because what, Notre Dame played Alabama? I think. Yeah, I, they got, they they got smoked. I think AM would have gave Bama a better a better shot. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they'd have won. I, I think I'll, no, I am not I'm, I'm not going that far. I'm just saying there would have been more competition if AM was in there instead of Notre Dame. Right. But that's just my opinion. I'm just hoping that um um Sharkeesian can do some magic and start, you know, siphoning some of that great talent from, from him to Texas. No. It ain't gonna happen. But I will, I will love to see someone starting to siphon some of that, you know, pipeline of talent that always goes into Alabama. I mean, there was this big debate about, you know, who's the GOAT um, coach, Belichick or, um, or Saban. In my opinion, it's Belichick because he doesn't have the luxury of being able to have, quote, unquote, the top draft picks beating down your door. And you can pick whoever you want and just replenish. You know, he, has, he works with not that much, and, <laughs> and they win. Where Nick Saban, I mean, yeah, you got to get him to get on the field and play, but when you have five-star recruits, the top five-star recruits 
at your beck and call and you can basically pick whoever you want, it makes your path to prosperity a little bit easier. But you still got to make it all come to play, but you have better you have better talent to work with than everybody else. To be honest, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Uh, to be honest, there shouldn't even be no comparison between Belichick and Saban because there's two different um, – like you said, there's two different scenarios there. Um, Belichick, like you said, it's it, – it, it's, you can compare it to other NFL coaches because, like you said, that's equally there. You can't do it between Saban and Belichick because, like you said, um, Belichick doesn't have the luxury of going to get the top recruits all the time for the, his team. He has to build in what he has with the people that he has. Now, granted, free agents will come there no matter what. That's no big deal if you, know, if you can persuade them. But Saban has a pedigree in college football where – that should be just isolated for Saban and an NCAA college football. Um, I can't really compare. That's like apples to oranges to me. I don't. To be honest, I'm I'm not sure why they would compare. Yeah, it's like apples and oranges. It's like apples and oranges. Which is why um, I thought the comparison don't have that ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So yep, I agree with you on that. But um, I I do agree. I mean, like to be honest, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, I get Alabama is the biggest is the team to beat. It should be and until somebody knocks them down. It's, I, I get it. They're going to be number one no matter what. Um, I'm I'm tired of it. It is what it is at this stage, but I am tired of it. I would rather have, I, I'd have been more intrigued to be honest to see Anna, um in it more than Notre Dame. Um, definitely more than Ohio State. Um, I would love to see A and M, and I would love to see some of the other teams in. But unfortunately, until we get more, what's the word I'm looking for? Until it happens, we just we're just stuck with what we got. And to be honest, I'm kind of bored with it. And until they lose people to start, until they lose like viewership, which is probably never going to happen because you got the whole state of Alabama for Alabama, no matter what you get with. So until something happens where it's a completely different um, state <laughs> that's in the college football championship series outside of Alabama, outside of any of the ACC or SEC teams, um, it's just going to be what it is at the moment, which is unfortunate. Well, I agree with you guys. Um, Ohio State should have never been in it to begin with, in my opinion. Only, only teams True. they played all year was North, Northwestern and Indiana. And, and they I'm struggled not, against I, both. <laughs> right. And I'm not knocking either one. They were both ranked. But if, if those were the two best teams that you played that year, volumes. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody was checking for Northwestern nor Indiana coming into this damn season. So Ohio State got lucky. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to say Ohio State got lucky. I think Clemson was probably smelling themselves a little bit. They probably was like, Ohio State ain't playing nobody. They ain't crap, whatever, whatever. And they went in there and they just got their ass beat. Because Ohio State had uh, had a, a chip on their shoulder and something to prove because they felt disrespected. Because I'm sure a lot of Well, Clemson kind of did. <laughs> they kind of did. Thanks to, thanks to Dabble Sweeney. Right. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, well, damn. 
I I can never understand. I can never understand why people do that. Like, why would you need to add more motivation? Why would you even add more gasoline to the fire? Like that. Every time that happens when somebody talks smack, that person is going to take that personally. I just don't understand why people don't see that nowadays. Like. You're the, I, I get that you're confident that you could be the team, but you don't have to be to the point where you could tell. If you want to do that, keep it to yourself. But why voice your opinions out there so that they'll be fuel for anybody else to, to get motivated behind? But, but my thing is... I, I, I was the mind. But my, my, my thing is, Dabo wasn't 100% wrong in this thought <laughs> process. Because when you think about it, yeah, they were undefeated, but I, I, I truly think he took into consideration who they played. And thought there were teams that were better suited ahead of them based off of strength of schedule. And I'm not mad at Nebo, but you know, the, the playoff committee this just wants what they want, you know. I because trust me, true. Them was more more than deserving to be in the top four. No, yeah. Homer. <laughs> yeah, Dabo was he was <laughs> feeling himself and you know there was a comp- I mean he can try to dress it all up saying well it's because their record and who they played and they played in games come on it was a complete lack of disrespect and nonchalantness for Ohio State and for the Big Ten as a whole um, so so he, he just thought yeah. that Clemson would just walk right in but I mean whether they're playing six games whether they're going to be playing 11 games or 12 games the BCS championship always seems to have to have at least, at very least, one Big Ten team, one ACC team, and one SEC team. And then that fourth spot can be reserved for 1A, SEC, and then everybody <laughs> else after that. Yep. <laughs> yep. True. Yep. So, and this year, True. like you said, Ace, you know, he wasn't – wrong in his assessment of what he thought. I mean, 11 was probably, you know, it's a little stiff, but I get where I get where he was probably coming from, but the way he set it out was so, was so arrogant and so condescending that you just put bulletin board material. Then he's going to say after the fact, well, do you regret? No, he ain't going to say he regret it. Probably when he got behind the closed doors with his wife was like, shit, I should have said that, but you put a bulletin board material up there for Ohio State and they damn near had the best game of their season against you. <laughs> right. Well rested, ready to, ready to. They was definitely more prepared for this game than anything. But then you know what? It also goes to show. I'm that pretty sure they had a circle. It also goes to show that Clemson's defense, like like you said, uh, Sir Nice, or excuse me, Sir Spoon. Uh, uh, <laughs> like you said earlier, that you know. Clemson's defense wasn't as, as strong as it was in years past. Yeah, not You know, because uh, I think they even struggled a little bit for some of the games that they played, despite, you know, finishing the season with 10-1 uh, and one or 11-1 and one or whatever the hell they finished. Either way, I was happy that Clemson lost, but I was still pissed that Alabama won. I would have, you know what? I wouldn't have liked Notre Dame winning this shit, but at least it would have been somebody different, you know. <laughs> no, I would have won Notre Dame because then all these people <laughs> that support Notre Dame that you haven't seen for fifteen or twenty years would have been coming out the woodworks with Irish we'll hats and coats. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> but then who's left? 
Would you been happy if Ohio State would have won? Yeah, it really wasn't. Would you been happy if, if Ohio State would have won? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't have no one. Left. That's why I said again. Why I was rooting for A and M to get in because then at least it'll give me someone to root for. Like when you think about it, out of the four teams out there, when you don't like any of the four teams. You kind of wish that they had an eight-game playoff so that at least someone from the outside had a chance to get in that you could root for. But man, I would have loved to. I mean, outside of the – let's be – I'm sorry, but outside out of the, the the usual fans of Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and um, Ohio State, ain't nobody really checking for them. The rest of – I mean, nobody really checking for them. I would have root for – I would have, I would have, I would have root for a and if they was there, but – Ain't nobody else. I mean, nobody else was really checking for that. Man, I would have been happy to see Coastal Carolina get their ass with Alabama. But you know what? It would have just been happy just to see them there. <laughs> Some fresh blood. Yes, and they would have been happy to be there. And then they took that ass with the style. <laughs> yes. Well, look at this. Yeah, with Alabama right now in college. I mean, I guess right now, you know, this is their time. I mean, you know, it feels like every you know ten or so years, there's. There's a stretch run. I mean, heck, I mean, I remember, you know, coming into college, you know, the great years that the, the Hurricanes had. I mean, everybody was a goddamn Hurricanes fan for at one point or another. True. And True. before then, you had all the good, you know, Nebraska and then Wisconsin. I remember Florida State, you know, back when, you, yeah. know, you know, Neon Dion was there in Florida. They were going back at it with Tim Tebow. So it just feels like, you know, uh, it, just, it, yes. it just ebbs and flows. You know, and, and right now this is unfortunately, you know, roll tides time. So hopefully the pendulum will switch and maybe someone else will, you know, have their time in the sun. It can't it it's not healthy for college football to stay stuck where it is right now. Not no, long definitely term, I think. Not. No, not at all. Because it's gonna get stale real quick. It's going to get stale real quick. Um, if the same teams keep winning over and over again. But, but I'm saying, but you can't tell the, the the fan bases and the alumni and everybody else from the four squads that, that constantly True. get in that they, you know, they shouldn't be there. Well, of course not. But you can tell oh, anybody no. to the Miami Hurricane fans that they shouldn't have been there either. <laughs> that is true. That but is true. Yeah, they're they're going to either need to get some – Hopefully there'll be some new blood or expand, but like I agree with you, how it's it's in jeopardy of getting stale in the next couple of years if you always have the same squads in there. Yeah, I mean I get that people are trying to build dynasties and everything like that, but let's be honest, after a while that dynasty is going to get to the point where you're going to be like, I want something new. I mean, let's be honest when. And this could equate to any dynasty. Like, um, the last dynasty that, I, I mean, in sports, probably would, I could say, would be Golden State at the moment. Um, when they won, like, at least four, I mean, yeah, four out of the five championships or five out of six. And people were getting tired of seeing Golden State in the championships all the time because um, they want something new. And I think the same thing is with Alabama here. I think that, you know, after a while, outside of that, Alabama fan state, I mean, fans and the state of Alabama, 
I think that everybody else is looking for something different or is rooting for something different still to this day. But we can continue talking about it. But I, to be honest, I'm kind of glad that it is over so we don't have to continue to keep talking about Alabama. So we don't have to continue to talk about Clemson and all these other um, all these other teams until next year, until the beginning of college football season 2021. Um, but moving on, while we're talking about um, football, let's get into the NFL and talk about what's going on right now. Uh, I guess the question I should start with is, should I start with the playoffs or should I start with the recent firings? Um, because there's been a lot of head coaching placements as well. And, but the playoffs is, is still um, jumping right now. Um, to be honest, I can't remember actually. Let's start with the firings because I can't remember exactly where I want to go with that. So I'm going to start with the easiest one. Adam Gase has now been let go of the New York Jets, and they are on the, on the search for a new head coach. Um, any thoughts on Adam Gase finally being let go? Long overdue. <laughs> Long overdue. And when they fired the defensive coordinator after he called a blitz on that pass, you know, he shouldn't have been him and Adagi should have won at the same time. Um, maybe they wouldn't have ran off a couple of wins and maybe they would have actually had the first <laughs> pick in the draft. Um, but um, n- not expected. I think he was dead man walking for probably more than half the season at that point. Ace, because I know that you smooth on. I mean, Ace. Um, nice. I know that you were talking about um, before that you should, they should have waited until the end of the season at this stage. And I think that was the last time we were talking about it not too long ago. Um, so they finally did, and they finally let him go at the end of the season. Um, I know that we were talking before about whether or not they should did it, like you said, smooth when um, they let the defensive coordinator go. But let me get your thoughts on that as well. Uh, I agree with E. Long overdue. Uh, my thing was, if you're going to fire the defensive coordinator and you knew that you were going to fire the head coach at the end of the season, just ride with the whole damn squad. Just, just let everybody go one time. Don't act like you guys actually give a damn firing the defensive coordinator when you guys didn't put up a fight for the first 12 games. That was some cowardly shit, in my opinion. You know, Adam Gaze looked like a damn fool, but you know, it is what it is. It's just organization. And then, and then to top it all off, you know, all these premium coaches out there, the Jets were first looking at uh, Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald. I'm like, okay, why would you go? First of all, why would you go to Pat Fitzgerald? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but I think he's the perfect coach for Northwestern. Let the man sit there, let the man get paid, let him just go on about his business. The Jets just so happen to luck up because of the Eagles' foolishness and all the crap that's going on with them that they might actually luck into a decent uh, head coach if it if it works out to be that way, you know. But the Jets is just a, huh, I swear, mm-hmm. and that's my second squad too. Man, I'm glad they, well, shit, they might be one one B at this point because the Niners suck ass too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I, thought, I thought you might have been worried about they going after your boy Robert Sala. Uh, he's going to be gone. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just too good of a defensive coordinator. They, he, they may mess, he may mess around and go to Michigan State. Be their head coach. Mm. 
So not, no, I'm sorry, not Michigan State. It was going to be Michigan, actually. Well, not now, since uh, right. since, uh since, Jim Harbaugh re up. Yeah, right, but yeah, he's he's a really, really good defensive coordinator, and I would be really surprised if he didn't land a, a good gig after you know this coming season. So, he, when you're really good, you can't hold on to everybody, but it's just a matter of can the coordinators under the, the defensive coordinators pick up the slack and just continue the same defense that you guys are running and let everything be a well machine. That's the choice. That's that's the true champion of a of a, a really good head coach. Can he continue doing what he's been doing despite the next guy gone? So uh Jets equal dump, dumpster fire. Uh what are they gonna do with that number two pick? Probably go out there and get a quarterback. Because they, they can't go after Devontae Smith. You can't justify taking a receiver that high. They can't. So I think they're going to go get Justin Fields. <laughs> I, mm. I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I'm, I'm, I haven't. He's like all the other Ohio State QBs that look good in that system. But when they get to the NFL, it's like they're in headlights. I'm not saying that they shouldn't go after him, but I – in my opinion, I think Sam Darnold, it's better right now than Justin Fields would be. And I think you just need a different voice in Sam Darnold's head. I mean, look what happened to Baker Mayfield. He got, you know, you know, he got the new coach and does wonders for him. I mean, um, Freddie Kitchens was a disaster. And, you know, you get a new coach yeah. and see what happens. Adam Gase said it admittedly that he had did a poor job in developing um in, in, in developing um Sam Darnold, he Sam regressed. Darnold. I mean, if they actually go after Doug Peterson, he, <laughs> Sam Darnold might regress more. But um, it's just they probably will. But I don't think they should jettison Sam Darnold just yet. Now, I agree with you. I don't know if you can justify taking, you know, Smith. I mean, he's small, he's light, and he's probably going to be injury prone in the NFL. But I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you that my draft um, doesn't have um, the Jets taking um, Smith at all or Justin Fields. They got him taking uh, They got him taking Zach Wilson from BYU. Quarterback? Quarterback from BYU. Yeah. Well, at least I was right. At least I was Oof. right. I quarterback. Mm. <laughs> so, I, I, um, they're probably listening to what you're saying, Smooth. They, I, the, the mock draft got him at number two, um, and the Jets taking him. Um, but with so many coaching chases, I, um, is Adam Gase. It was like you said, it was inevitable. Um, to be honest, it was just as inevitable as Doug Peterson at this stage. When you think about it, with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. That was that so, was that was surprising. It was surprising. You really, oh, you really thought it was surprising? I. I didn't see it coming near the end of the season. That last game, I think, I think there had been rumblings because, you know, he sat Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz hadn't been playing good for a while. Not all his fault, but he hadn't been playing good for a while. So they had to make the switch. Um, but the relationship between him and Carson Wentz was not good. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of Wentz's peoples went around the coach 
to the owner and gotten his ear and say, hey, it's either him or me. Um, and they paying Wentz more money than they paying, uh, you know, the coach and got a lot more invested. So it surprised me because I didn't see it coming midseason. But the way things were ending and the talk in Philly before it, ended, it, it didn't sound good. Well, let me ask you a question. Because now that with that happening, would you be at all shocked if they go back to Carson Wentz instead of uh, – Forget my man um, Jalen Hurts. Who's the other quarterback? Yes, Jason Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Um, would you be ups- Would you be surprised if they do go back to win? They will. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think. Um, I think Hurts is kind of like a jump start to kind of try to do something. Probably try to save Dougie P's ass because he took them second round picks. They're going to have to sort of justify it a little bit for doing that, but. No, I think whoever coach comes in next is probably going to be tasked with the fact that, you know, we got to try to do what we can with Carson Wentz, try to get some return on the investments. Because if you try to train him right now, I mean, you might have some suitors, but you're not going to get back full compensation of what you gave up to get him. And like it or not, Carson Wentz is good, but I think that, I mean, he lost a lot in his offensive line. This is a Giants fan, you know, trying to give Cart some big ups. They lost their offensive linemen early quick and it just was like you know you know it just went downhill from there I mean but they get they have some holes like a dominant receiver dominant running back um their defense is still not that bad but there's a lot of holes on offense that they don't have any good weapons outside of Zach Erse around Carson Wentz so I mean his his decline wasn't all on him however if they still suck as a Giants fan I could care. I could care less. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, me. We're talking about. I, I wonder if Doug Peterson actually likes Jalen Hurts, and if he does, and say he does take over the Jets' uh, uh, head coaching position, would the Jets be willing to trade for Hurts? And then I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not realistic because every coach, every GM, whatever is going to want their QB. And Peterson sure. at least knows what Taylor Hurts can do. Knows nothing about uh, old boy for the Jets. So my thing would be. We can swap, you know what I'm saying? And they're both still under their rookie contracts. So it's not like you're giving up a hell of a lot of money. I think that I think the Eagles will probably have to come off, come up off a little bit more just because the, the, the contracts don't equal up. So they might have to come off like a seventh round pick or something like that. But I don't see why that's not a a, a doable thing. And that gives competition to uh to Wentz. Going into it, especially if they're not going to bring back uh, Foles. <laughs> they're not bringing back Foles. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. I don't see them doing that at this, at this stage. Anything's possible, but I that'll be interesting. But I'll try that in Madden. I think they're bad. Say again. I will try it in Madden to see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's the worst thing ever? Good old reliable Madden. <laughs> you can do wonders on Madden. Um, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, but let's talk. I mean, there's just some of the firings. There's definitely some more um, head coaches and general managers that were fired. But let's talk more about the NFL playoffs. Um, let's get started with that. Um, the Rams play the Packers on Saturday. The Ravens play the Bills. Browns play the Chiefs. And the Buccaneers play the Saints. So out of those four matchups, <clears throat> excuse me, which ones are you intrigued on? And or which, yeah, which one is the most intriguing to you? Buffalo and Baltimore for me. Um, just because two young up and coming, two two young stars of the league going at it against one another for the first time in the playoffs. I think that's rather exciting. Um, and the fact that this possibility of snow going to be Saturday night. And Lamar Jackson came out and said he's never played in the snow before. Woo. So that will be something. That's something to watch. Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess two old ass quarterbacks, Tampa Bay and, 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 and New Orleans, just to see who's going to knock, you know, the other old ass quarterback out. <laughs> and personally, I don't want to see either one <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So it'd be nice if they could knock each other out. But, you know, we know that's never happened. But if if I had it my way, I guess I would rather see Drew Brees as opposed to Tom Brady. Just because I'm sick and tired of seeing Tom Brady. I, I, I would love to see Tampa Bay minus Tom Brady. <laughs> so if I can't have Tampa Bay minus Tom Brady, then I might as well go with New Orleans. Uh, so those would be my two top games. I don't think – I don't think uh, – I don't think – I don't know. I don't even know who's playing Green Bay. Uh, the Rams. Rams, L.A. In Green Bay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, Green Bay. that's Green Bay 110%. <laughs> that's, this, that's, this a different, that's this a different level of cold that most people can't get over. And it's, the, the players from Green Bay is like it's nothing to them. It's like a winter day. It's like a summer day. And they out there balling and everybody else is just, just dealing with the cold. So, And I don't even know. What's the other AFC game? Uh, Kansas City. Browns and Chiefs. Browns and Chiefs. You know, I'm intrigued by that because I would love to see Cleveland upset Kansas City. I don't see it happening, but after what I saw, what the hell did he did to that sorry ass Pittsburgh team? And <laughs> Pittsburgh did a lot of that to themselves. Shout out to, shout out to Dana. Yeah. You know, West Virginia. We see you. Team sucks. Squad is mass. They were they were eleven and zero or ten and zero or whatever the hell they were. They were a mirage. They were lucky. They were trash. That was the shakiest 11-0 I've ever seen before. <laughs> they were trash. <laughs> so let's put it, you know, let's put it out there like that. Um, but Dana, I'm surprised Dana is not responding in chat rooms now. Hey, look, let's call a spade a spade. Let's call it. Look, they, they, they had a hell of a run all season long. They won some games they should have lost. <laughs> but it, it caught up with them. It, it caught up with them. And then, I don't know, the run game is just putrid and beyond putrid. I mean, that was like, they were, oh, the run game was horrible. And then and then their defense just didn't even – I think losing Bud Dupree really hurt them on the defensive side. Yes. But even still, yeah. 
Pittsburgh always has a knack for having defensive players all over. So them losing a player doesn't necessarily stop them from being great. But I've never seen them actually, like when they lost the other cat, when he got paralyzed, they still played well defensively. You know, so it was shocking to see that that one particular player went down and then they, the defense went to shit. So either way, Cleveland pulled off some magic and held on for dear life versus Pittsburgh. If Cleveland can come out there and just play their game, and it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm not saying it's, it's the, the possibility is very, very low. I think the possibility is a little bit higher than low. I think that Cleveland has a really good shot at, at upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs. They got a, a running game. I mean, you allow your running game to do to, to do to do for you. Um, they don't want to get into a, a shootout with Kansas City, even though I think Kansas City they can probably sort of hang with them if everything is clicking. But their T is going to be heavy dose of the run and good defense, and that. And that neutralizes Kansas City all the time. And they just have problems. They have problems with teams that run the rock well. And the way they've been able to do that is to jump out on an early lead for them. And that takes the way the game. If you see, if I see that game, and actually I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Ace. I'm more intrigued with the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffaloes than any of the other games. Because the NFC, I can care less because I already know who's going to win those two games. But um, as far as that, if, if the if the Chiefs go up 14-0 on Cleveland real quick, then then they might then they might abandon the run, and now you're going to have Baker Mayfield going to try to win the game, and I think they don't want to necessarily do that. They can sling, but their best chance is to run the rock and play good defense because they got to go you know Glock for Glock and Tech for Tech. I don't think they can hang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be honest, um, I agree with you guys completely. I'm more intrigued about Baltimore and Buffalo as well. Um, I'm not even interested in any of the NFC games, so to be honest with you. Uh, I'm really not. Um, I don't want to see Brady or Drake against Brady at this stage. I really don't. Um, I am intrigued. A little, if it's out of the NFC games, I'll probably be more intrigued about the Packers and Rams because I really want to see what the Rams can do. Um, but, you know, I'm not sold on them making an upset. I just want to see if they'll make a game out of it. Um, but I am more intrigued about Baltimore and Buffalo. I really want to see Buffalo win, uh, to be honest with you. Um, as much as I'm – I mean, I, I get it. I, I, Lamar Jackson is a beast. But I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if Buffalo can actually make it there. To be honest, I'll probably be rooting for the Bills at this stage. Not saying that they're going to win. I'm just saying I'm going to be rooting for them. Um, but out of all of them, Buffalo and Baltimore is, is more intriguing to me. Browns and Chiefs. If, like you said, I agree with you. If the Browns come out the way that they did last game, that's going to be an intriguing matchup against the Chiefs. If they completely 180 and go back to being the Browns that they were at the beginning of the season, it's not going to last. And it's still there. It, 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 it's oh. still there. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what it is. It's, it's, it's like it's it's it's, good. it's like one of the, it's kind of reminds me of what Stephen A. would be saying about the Cowboys. Like eventually, 
they'll just do something to mess themselves up. Okay, and that's wrong, what it looks like. <laughs> exactly. And as much as I didn't want to bring that in with the Cowboys, but I almost see that with the Browns. Like, everything is running good right now, but it's going to take one particular incident that just throws everything up, one particular game that you're going to see them revert back to them old selves. And, you know, I – I don't want it to be this game, but I have a feeling it's going to be this. Game. You know what I would love to see, and and I, and I think you guys can 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 um you know I actually love to see two things. One day would be for Drew Brees to get hurt, and they bring in James Winston, and he beats Tampa Bay with his arm. That's first one. But the second one, I would love to see. I would love to see this with a passion. Is for the Baltimore Ravens to make it to the Super Bowl against the not the Golden Boy, but Aaron freaking Rodgers and beat him passing the rock because that would just drive our friend Nishad to crazy. <laughs> that would drive him. Don't run, run for one TD, but light they ass up. That would just make. That would just make our boy Nashad just probably, you know, toss his cookies. Oh, oh, he'll still say he sucks, though. <laughs> but we have, but, 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 but you, Ace, you can ride him for the next 12 months. Oh, that would be a popcorn word. And, he could, and, and I don't care what he can say about it. Lamar Jackson lights him up with his arm, not running with his arm in the Super Bowl and beats him in the Super Bowl MVP. That would be in the shot's worst nightmare. Uh, <laughs> 2021 would be indeed. Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, what, to be honest, what, now that you mentioned be, that, I... well, no, that, that would be a most likely a, a Baltimore Green Bay Super Bowl. Hmm. Yep. And now that you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> that that you mentioned that that is now something I will be rooting for as well. <laughs> but I also agree with the Actually, first one as well too. Yeah, I would love to see James Winston. You know, Drew Brees can't make it. James Winston comes in and beats and beats. You know, Tampa Tom. I would just laugh at that one. I would love to see that. To be honest, if that happens, that's what I'll be watching as well. <laughs> well, okay, real quick, call it. Who do you got going to the AFC Championship and who you got going to the NFC Championship? I'll go first. Ooh. <laughs> I'll go first. I think I, I think I'm gonna I Baltimore seems to relish when they are the underdog. And when they're favored, they don't tend to play that well. And when they go to Super Bowls, they tend to be the underdog in every game that they play. I'm going to run with Baltimore with this one, but it's going to be close. I'm not going to predict the score. I'm just going to call a team. But you know what? No. Let's go score. Uh, Baltimore over Buffalo, and I'm going to say it's a low-scoring affair. I'm going to say 23-20. That's low. <laughs> uh, considering with Baltimore, Buffalo could put up some points. It's okay, Baltimore, be honest, you know. But I think it's going to be – if if it if, if if it doesn't snow and it's just cold, I think that Baltimore is gonna control the clock control the clock where they're running. Um the other game, Kansas City, Cleveland. Oh God, Kansas City, 
uh, 42, uh, Kansas City 41, Cleveland 19. Crazy score. Uh, Green Bay, LA, Green Bay 600 or nothing. Because uh, it ain't gonna matter because Green Bay just gonna throttle their ass. And New Orleans over Tampa 24 23. So Baltimore, Kansas City, because that's what everybody's gearing up for the AFC Championship. And New Orleans, Green Bay. That's what I'm calling. Oh, for, interesting. Uh, for me, uh, it's pretty easy. I would. I'm not going to do scores, but um, I'll say Green Bay over the Rams. That's that's going to be easy. Um, I'll say Tampa Bay over over the, um, the Saints. Um, I'm going to pick Baltimore over the Bills, and I'm going to pick Kansas City over the Cleveland Browns. I think it's going to be very very close for the first half. And then Kansas City is going to have one of those seven-minute quarters where they just explode, and then they're going to put the game out of, out of, um, out of reach. Okay. Um, since I'm always that person, I'm going to be different. I'm going to pick the Rams upset in the Packers. Um, I'm, going to, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. I think that the Rams have the Packers numbers. I think the Packers are going to get to the point where something's going to get. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Rams are going to upset the Packers. I think that I think that I'm going to say Tampa Bay as well over the Saints. Um, but I would love to see Jimmy Swiston into the game to beat them. I'm going to be rooting for that. Um, but I see the Buccaneers. If everything keeps the status quo, I see the Buccaneers um, winning that. And I see the Chiefs and I, I, the Ravens and Bills is really sketchy, but I'm going to go Ravens um, at this point. Um, I will – no, I'm sorry. I will go for the Bills at this point. I'm, I'm going to go for the Bills. So, I say Rams, Buccaneers um, in the NFC, and then I'm going to say Chiefs and Bills in the AFC. Be different. So now that we have all that set and we are recorded so that anything happens, I'm not changing my vote. Um, at this point, um, let's get a little bit into the NBA uh, before we go. And, of course, the, NBA, the biggest news right now, the NBA. Um, the biggest news right now is, of course, James Harden is now dealt to my Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and the Nets also received a second-round pick. Uh, Cass Levert um, is now being was dealt to the Rockets, but then they ended up trading Cass Levert to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo. Um, and now Jared Allen is now with the Cajun Cavaliers. Uh, I'm thinking there's some more picks, uh, a lot of picks, um, and um, some more players, key players that were traded as well. But of course, James Harden to the Nets is the biggest news. So um, let me get you guys takes on the trade, um, and, and just in general, let me just get your guys takes on it. Well, <laughs> this have shades of when um, the Nets decided they wanted to give up the farm for um, um, the truth, and Kevin and, and um, Kevin Garnett when they were past their primes, 
and um, mortgaged, you know, you know, first round picks for the last in the past 10 years, it <laughs> felt like. And um, other teams have benefited well from that. Um, so it's going to be very questionable to see. I mean, obviously, the whole context of Kyrie not being with the squad the last couple of games, you know, for personal reasons, it's going to fit into all of that. So who knows how this is all going to mix. It could be very volatile. I don't I, I don't think it's going to work. People are going to say, you know, NBA um, finals are bust. I don't think they make it there. Um, I think those three don't mix well. Um, I think maybe Harden and um, Durant can probably fix pretty well. But I don't know if Harden, Durant, and Irving fit well. And um, But they gave up a lot, a lot, you know, in the future to see this. I mean, <sighs> I just want to know why. <laughs> I think they could have waited until, I think they could have waited until the trade deadline and then maybe got a, you know, been able to get a better deal. Can I, can I throw out a little conspiracy theory? By all means. We all know Kyrie's messed up in the head. I don't know what the hell is the Jersey water. I don't know what the hell going on in Kyrie's head. That boy's just different. The boy is nice on the court, but man, he is just different. His mind is just altered and wired in a way that's this it's weird. But anywho, we all know Harden's been bitching and moaning and complaining. And we also know that Kyrie went out and for personal reasons, I think he said due to the attack on the Capitol and all this other crap, putting political type shit into it. But what if it was more of a mastermind of the two or the three of them kind of working together, plotting this shit, but using the capital, capital attack as a, as a means to get the ball or the catalyst started. In other words, Kyrie uses that angle to say, you know what, I'm protesting, blah, 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 because whatever. Okay, fine. And then Harden throws a fit, throws everybody underneath the bus and probably had to get the hell out of Dodge before Cousins came out there and knocked his block off. And then all of a sudden, magically, Harden is now traded to the Knicks. I mean, to the Knicks, excuse me. Who's to say that this same exact deal wasn't present before the season started? They didn't really talk about specifics, but I'm guaranteeing this is probably something similar. Probably the only difference was that the other two squads probably weren't involved. Meaning Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, and wherever Cleveland. else. The who? Cleveland. Cleveland. So who's to say they were coops? I'm not saying it's possible. This could be the farthest thing from the truth. But it, it just seems a little too coincidental. Kyrie's stepped away from a little while. Everybody's talking about Kyrie should retire or retire until you feel as though you're ready to play ball again. Harden over here talking about this team sucks ass. They ain't, we ain't got no ballers and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden after they talked about Kyrie and Houston sucking ass, and then all of a sudden the next day, everybody's happy because now everybody's in Brooklyn. It seems a little too coincidental to me, but that's just my take. <laughs> uh, 
wait, before I, I get my take, um, I have a message from Dana saying to stop talking about her teammates. Um, <laughs> she said, and since the Steelers didn't make it, she's rooting for Cleveland, for the Browns. <clears throat> so, I'm just giving you a heads up. To that. Loyal to the um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, huh. I really didn't want to talk about this. I, I, you know me. Um, I really didn't want to talk about Brooklyn making this trade. I, I made so many mixed feelings about this. Um, I said this before. Um, and I said this the last time when Kenny Atkinson got um, let go. If you're doing all this now, you better make sure you win. Mm-hmm. Sean Marks is basically putting all this collaboration, all these players together. Um, all I'm going to say is that you better make sure you win. you putting all this on the line for the next two years. Not even a year, two years, maybe a season and a half. Um, because most likely they're all going to be free agents at that time. Mm-hmm. So this is your opportunity now, and I'm not even not. This is, has nothing to do with James Harden. This has nothing to do with Kyrie. This has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. This is strictly for Sean Marks because you're the guy that put this all together. So all I'm saying is, is that a championship needs to be won. You can't. Not matter of fact, you should leave. There's no reason why you can't make it to the finals. If you don't make it to the finals, it's a bust. It's a bust. And in two years that you have, you need to make it to the finals. James Harden, on the other, for the life of me, I think that James Harden did this, like you said, Ace, I think that James Harden did this because he wanted out. And there was no traction to where he wanted to go. Um, It was either Philly or or the Brooklyn. And so he did what he had to do, came back to the game out of shape. Um, People were still ripping on him about his weight. not doing the things that he was supposed to do, no preseason. So he was just there. Um, so I don't think he was really invested in staying in Houston. Um, me, everything that he said to get out of Dodge. Um, and to be honest, it was definitely unnecessary. It's disrespectful for to Houston and to John Wall, the Boogie Cousins, all those teammates there. Like you didn't even give it a, sh- a chance within nine games in the season. So I don't have a problem with. John Wall or Boogie calling you out, you know what I'm saying? Because truth be told, that's showing that you're not a team player. Don't bring that stuff to Brooklyn. That's bottom line. Like, no, don't don't bring that to Brooklyn. If you come into Brooklyn, you better come prepared, be invested, do what you need to do. You should be happy now. So you should be at a position where you should be working out. All right, I've made it to the team I want. Let's do what I need to do to get myself back in shape. All that stuff. You need to make sure that you come and be, come out running. Because if you're slacking off like you did the first nine games in Houston, it's going to be a problem. And a lot of people in Brooklyn, especially the fans, I don't care if you were the leading scorer last year. It's going to be what have you done for me lately and what are you doing for me right now. Brooklyn is invested in you. So you got to show up who. I'm pretty sure you're going to do that because you're now where you want to be. But just make sure you do. And that goes for everybody else. Kyrie, you're right. He's an enigma. He's an enigma. Um, Personal-wise, fans are at this point where they're like, that's just Kyrie. As long as he comes in and produces, that's all that matters to them. And to be honest, they want him to produce when the games count. And to be honest, a lot of fans are not even griping about Kyrie because we still got KD. At least KD is invested. At least KD is playing. 
And I think at the end of the day, this was what the James Harden trade was for. It was for KD to stay in Brooklyn. I don't think that at the end of the day, all the Kyrie, KD, I think they wanted something more, and now they got all the pieces in play. I am upset, though, the fact that Karis LeVert and Jared Allen um, were two of the pieces that had to be let go, especially Jared Allen. Like, I get the fact that DeAndre Jordan – all right, I'm, I'm going to see myself right here. I forget the fact that DeAndre Jordan was is your best friend. I get that. But to be honest, as much as I like DeAndre Jordan's effort, he is not the same DeAndre Jordan as he was with the Clippers. Jared Allen was outplaying DeAndre Jordan. But simple the fact that you're friends with friends and with the stars, that, to be honest – you stayed in Brooklyn because of the fact that you, you're friends with KD. It's not because of your game. And if it's not because of your game, that's a problem. You can, should not be the only big man. I'm pretty sure Brooklyn is investing on getting other big men in because if DeAndre Jordan is your only center going into the finals, you won't make it in the finals. You won't even make it to the finals. Not with the talent that you have currently in the roster. I don't care if you have James Harden. I don't care if you have Kyrie. I don't care if you have KD. If you don't have other pieces in play to play defensively, Jared Allen was your defensive anchor. Without him, and you don't have any other defensive Star Wars on the team, especially big Star Wars that plays defense. If you don't have anybody there, you won't even make it in the second round. So if I'm Sean Marks, if you did this and you got rid of Jared Allen, you need to replace him with someone with a defensive mindset. And if you think that DeAndre Jordan can do it by himself, you are sadly mistaken. All I'm going to say is this. This year is show and prove time. And if you don't show and prove, everybody's not going to come to James Harden. Everybody's not going to go after Kevin Durant. Everybody's not going to go after Kyrie. They're going to go after Sean Marks for making the trade, for trading four first-round picks and making four swaps for a guy that comes in and actually did nothing to give them a championship. I'm going to leave it at that. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. But can, can, can Sean Marks – Get himself in the gym and get back down there and play the uh, play the five for y'all, if need be. Well, unless I'm not thinking about the. Yeah, I song prefer coach. I prefer our coach. I prefer Mark Stoudemire. He's, he's still coaching with us, so you need. <laughs> but he needs somebody. I mean, I'm not sure Mark. He need we need like somebody that, like Mark Stoudemire. But my point is, is that you need somebody. Don't think that DeAndre Jordan is going to anchor your defense alone. This is not Mike D'Antoni's offensive system in this place. You got three stars, oh, oh. superstars, all of them in the same aspect. Yes, Mike D'Antoni's offense is running in the Brooklyn Nets. I know that. My point is, he's is on the bench this. too, right? They still need a, he's on the bench. He's the offensive yeah. coordinator for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. If, like, if you think that you're going to outscore your opponent, yes, you may have the stars and the pieces to do it, but if you don't have a defense, it's not going to win championships, bottom line. And it looks like in the mindset that with Steve Nash and with Mike D'Antoni that we're going to have the seven seconds or less offense with three guys who don't want to share the ball who will be ball hogging to 18 seconds or less. It's not going to work. They need somebody that's being more defense. And to be honest, Jared Allen was outplaying DeAndre Jordan these past couple of games. He outplayed Rudy Gobert. So for all that to say and then have him go to Cleveland, out of all teams, Cleveland that has Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee, they have Don Maker, they have Larry Nance Jr., they have a whole plethora of bigs. 
And now if they're going to keep Jerry Allen, he's going to be their future. That's all well and good. But they need to do something with getting rid of either Andre Drummond or some of these other bigs that they have. I think that real quick, I think the Victor Oladipo trade to Houston was a good thing. Um, I mean, to be honest, whether it was him or Karis LeVert, I think the Victor Oladipo trade to Houston is going to elevate Houston in more ways than one. I think that, I, I, to be honest, I, I think Houston made out like a bandit. Yep. Houston made out like a bandit because not only did they get Oladipo, they got Dante Exum and Rodius Kuros. Um, and, and plus the, the, the draft picks from Brooklyn. I think Houston made out like a bandit. Like, to be honest, I give him an A+. Cast avert to the Pacers doesn't really do anything for me. They're still going to be where they are right now. They rank third. So I don't think it makes a difference. Um, if anything, it may help. I mean, it'll solidify Castlevert as a future star. But that's it to me. Uh, but the James Harden thing, he needs to be on point when he comes to Brooklyn. If he's on point in Brooklyn, then they just have to find a couple of defensive stalwarts, and they will be there. But until that happens, Brooklyn's going to still be the same 500 team. And that's I'm talking about my team. I mean, with all the people in the place, Kyrie is too far gone right now. He needs to get back on the same page. And until they get back on the same page and everybody's on the same on the same level and the chemistry is there, it's not going to – I mean, it, there's still going to be a 500 team no matter what. Ace, I'm going to echo your same sentiment that you texted earlier. Uh, wake me up when we get to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Out of two years. You suck again. <laughs> I know. Wake me up <laughs> when we get to the finals. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. Currently, as it stands, even with James Harden there, I don't see them in the finals yet. I still got, I got between Milwaukee and, and Philadelphia. Still two tough outs. Because they got bigs. Yeah. And y'all don't got one. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well. That will be fun to play with them in 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. We can talk more about that later. Um, but as of right now, it looks like our time is far spent. So uh, let them know where they can reach you at. Uh, well, I'm in the new year. Um, you can still find me in the same place. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, in, in the chat, J.E. Ross, the number seven. Yeah, due to Rona, I'm no longer on uh, second of Maine. I'm now at the community center, indoors. <laughs> that little back room all, all the way in the back. You can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And you can find me right now trying to set up my man cave to turn into a, a, a virtual Dave and Busters. But until then, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. That's what I'm trying to do with the man cave. You see that, right? <laughs> um, oh, but right bro. now, we like when it's all good. We got we got to come through, <laughs> right? I started. <laughs> ah, hey, there you, there you go. Um, but we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Guys, talk to sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. We really do. we like to thank everybody for checking us out live on YouTube as well. Check us, catch us. Ugh, excuse me. Catch us. Come on, guys. Talk to sports. Every podcast that you know, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we're going to be doing some more things going down the pike. But for now, catch us there. You can just search guys, talk to sports, wherever you listen to your podcast. This search guys talking sports. Again, we'd like to thank everybody for checking.
out. And until the next time, catch us next week on Guys Talking Sports. Again, God bless. Have a good one. Stay social distancing, wear your mask. Get vaccinated, too, if you can. But until then, you guys take care. Have a good one. God bless. We out.